sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins. Oh, that's a good thing I showed up, right? <laughs> I know, it's great because you were originally going to be traveling today for family, but your schedule changed and you I are, know. I know, Will. You are here and this is a special one. This is one for people to go ahead and wake up your spouse. They'll be okay for that. Yes, for sure. Uh, we have a national celebrity with us, a national star, uh, Mike Pyle. And, you know, by his demeanor, you really wouldn't think that he was anybody except someone you just met at 7-Eleven down the road. So good morning, Mike. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are uh, promoting that you get up and get your jammies on off and get a raincoat on, I don't a little know. umbrella. Well, I don't know if the jammies, just keep your jammies on. Oh, yeah. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go down to the Home and Garden Show. It starts at 10 o'clock today. Uh, and I had all that written down last week, 10 till 8. I believe it's like 10 that. to 8 today and tomorrow. Tomorrow no? is 12 to 5 12 to or five. something yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, so, Mike Pyle, mm-hmm. you do the show inside out i do and on hgtv yep. and you do the outdoor part i do I my do. hero the outdoor part <laughs> i love the outdoors uh I've, I've got a plan for you to check out before you leave today to okay yeah. <laughs> the uh but the kind of, if you guys have not seen the show i mean youtube it and it, it's on discovery plus it's hgtv mm-hmm. so you'll be able to find it but it basically is uh, your uh, co-star does the inside of the house, and you mm-hmm. do the outside, and you kind of fight over the yeah. There's a little banter. Last twenty or thirty thousand dollars to yep. be spent, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I love the fact that you keep the good parts of an outdoors. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's some healthy banter between Carmine and myself, and uh, you know that, that's what makes the show fun. So. Um, I love that the show's not scripted. We're following construction as it goes. We're just kind of just seeing how it develops, and we run into some hiccups along the way. But, uh, yeah, the outside, you know, we got to create those moments outside. My goal is to get you outside, get you outdoors, extend your home without adding square footage, and really just create those special moments for you guys to enjoy for years to come. Well, and in Oklahoma, we have a good amount of outdoor time. Yeah. That we can spend. We do have also four seasons. You do. I don't know what that is. Oh, in I California, know we don't have. California. We, got like, we have like one. It might go into like one and a half. Like it's, it's. We're pretty steady. Yeah. My saying is, we have four seasons in Oklahoma, often in one week. There you go. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds like a fun journey. Well, it is, and it does get bitterly cold. So sometimes the outdoors is not as usable. But you're really good with fire. Yeah, I mean, I have my own line of fire pits, which, you know, I, I developed that once I got the TV show. And I just feel like a fire pit, you know, fireplaces are great to aesthetically look at. But the fire pit, just it's community. It's bringing people together. It's conversation. It's telling those stories, you know, late in the evening. Or, and it's just something that really just brings folks together. And that's why I, I decided to develop that. What makes your show different? You know, um, 
Carmine and myself, we just we have this natural just banter and relationship. We've known each other for years, and I just think it shows through the show itself. Um, we don't force anything. It just we just kind of go with the flow, and it just kind of develops on its own. There's no scripts. It's just we just kind of get on set and just let it happen. I think that translates. Do you end up uh, doing a lot of the work, really? Because most of the TV shows mm-hmm. are don't do the work. I mean, they bring in yeah. a bunch of crews to do the work, but they do that yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. They fast forward. Yeah. And you guys actually do some work do, out yeah, there, Yeah, we do right? a lot of it. Um, I, yeah, I, I've been in the trades for – I started digging trenches when I was 20 years old. So I, I know how to – I can build a house. I can I can do anything pretty much. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll goof up and then I'll figure it out. So they want us to be involved in as much as we can on the show. Um, Carmine – he uh, he's he didn't do many years in the trade, so he's kind of learning as he goes. I help him out, and you know we're learning together, so it's it's pretty fun. If you want to join the conversation today, you can give us a call at four zero five eight four zero one thousand. That's four zero five eight four zero one thousand. And especially uh, any question about outdoor living space is probably right up Mike Piles' um, avenue. And so my question for you is like. We just, my wife and I, we love outdoor fire pits. Yeah. And that is, so we bought like just a fire table. We were trying to decide between wood versus propane yeah. versus hooking it up to that. Yeah. Well, how do you decide that? How do you help people decide that? I mean, well, we, we're not allowed to do wood burning in California in a lot of areas, um, unless you're cooking with it. Um, I'm not sure what the law is out here. But, I mean, if you're going through construction, uh, natural gas is always the way to go if you have the ability to do it and if you can afford doing it. Because sometimes, you know, running a gas line can cost, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, and that's like what the fire pit costs. So we live on top of natural gas here, so uh, we have a lot of natural gas, and it. it's affordable and accessible to almost anybody. Yeah, then I would that would be my first option any day of the week because you know you don't want to be in the middle of a party and your propane tank runs out and you got to you know hopefully you have an extra one so. I always try to avoid those situations. So natural gas for me is always the way to go. Yeah, we just did a pool at our house, and on each side of the Infinity Waterfall, yeah, we have fire bowls. Oh wow! You and fancy. then a fire pit down below that is like ten feet long. Wow! It is. Uh, so, but we're about to do the landscape. Yeah. So, how do you choose the landscape? So to you know we want to you don't want to just plop in a pool and plop in a fire pit you gotta you gotta design around that right you gotta you gotta think about am I gonna have five people here or twenty five people and is this area gonna function when I have the larger amount of people so I'm always trying to just create space around those moments and have it be functional that's kind of you know function and scale is at the top of my list within any design that I do so that's those are the things that I approach first for sure yeah because you gotta have room to move around yeah. and yeah. So. Well, all of this costs money, and it's time to talk to our money man, Dean Riddell. In MLS number 196-895. Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. How are you doing this morning, Dean? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you guys doing? We are doing fantastic. Now, we always ask you what the rate is, but I've got a different question for you this morning, and we'll get to what the rate because everybody wants to hear about that all the time. But I had a client this week that was talking to me about, uh, well, should they go with an FHA loan versus conventional loan? Just This is always a good reminder for everybody. What's the difference, and why should somebody pick one over the other? 
You know, great question. And so the one thing that I value, Matt values, is that consult with people prior to to finding the home because we all we all don't put one in one bucket. For example, someone calls and says, "I you know, I want to do a conventional loan." Mark, it may be a credit score uh, that that leads us to say, you know what, Mark, when you write that contract, we really need to do an FHA loan because they have a credit score of 610, in which a conventional loan uh, 620 is your is your bottom. So you know, I had a contract about a month ago, and they were putting 30 percent down. Well, you know what, you and Becky are thinking right now. That's a conventional loan. Uh, but I'm they thinking, did Freddie add, Mac, what are you six, thinking? <laughs> no, because it's less than 620s. And so uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going back to the uh-huh. agent saying, you know, their middle credit score is 605. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have a 620 bottom floor as far as lending ability. So in that case, you know, yes, someone wanted to put 30% down to avoid MI or to whatever it may be. But that credit score can take you down a different uh, different direction than we than what we all plan to do. Uh, you know, another variable mark is is down payment. You know, conventional loan, the core conventional loan is five percent down. FHA is three and a half percent. So depending upon what the client's plans goals are, and or credit score, can dictate which direction we go. Great question. Well, that's what we love about SWBC Mortgage, that you guys sit down with people, have that conversation, figure out what is the right lending product for them, and uh, walk with them throughout. If you want to give SWBC Mortgage a call, you can give them a call at 405-858-7770, or go to BeckyIvans.com, click on Becky's Favorites, and you'll see SWBC right at the top. Uh, one last thing, Dean, is the interest rate just kind of holding steady? It, it is, Mark. I mean, you know, everyone always says, "I hear rates are falling." They're not falling. Yep. I mean, they you know they peaked out forty five, sixty days ago. They're slipping, you know, and it's it's a slow process, but that's okay. Uh, holding's probably a good word. That's great, Dean Riddell, Matt McLean, SWBC Mortgage, <clears throat> and we'll be back with more after I clear my throat here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move News Radio one thousand KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Our special guest is Mike Pyle from Inside Out on HGTV and Mike Pyle Designs. Yeah. And I really encourage, if you love to look at incredible outdoor, like just designs and especially out your, the way you look at outdoor kitchens, Mike, is incredible. Yeah. I mean, the heart of the home is the kitchen and I feel like the same thing for outdoor spaces. It's just a, just like fire pits, it's just a moment to gather and create memories. So it's always just trying to create that functional space for people to enjoy. Yeah. And you are, if anyone wants to see Mike Pyle, he's here today at the Home and Garden Show at the fairgrounds at the Bennett Building, right? Okay. And on the main stage at noon today. Yep. So head out there now. I will tell you, every time I go to that show, I find things locally here that I did not know were sourced here. So it's really something you should do is to go out there. Now, what are you going to speak about today? So today we'll be talking about uh, curb appeal, how to bring value to your home, how to create that moment. You know, when you turn that corner and come home to work, you know, you want to have that first good 
good feel, you know, walking into your home and, and not look at your, you know, your dead shrubs or your, you know, things that are overgrown. You want to really create that moment for yourself or a potential home buyer. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, I'll do a little Q&A. People can ask me anything about the show or my life or, you know, it's, it's kind of just an open panel up there. Okay. We had Doug last week that called us mm-hmm. who was wanting to know if he should do his outdoor in order – I maybe Doug's thinking about selling I don't know. I mean, I sold him his house. He has like an acre right in Edmond. And I, my advice to him, maybe it's, maybe I advised him wrong. So I'll ask you, (laughs) but I said, Doug, your outdoor needs to be designed to fit your lifestyle rather than to sell. I mean, to sell, you just need a clean front yard. But I mean, design your outside to fit you. And he does love outside. Yeah. But, I think he spends his time actually taking care of everything instead of just enjoying and being there. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to sell your home again, that, that first moment someone sees your house, that curb appeal, are you, are you a plus one or are you a negative one when they're walking in that front door? So I always like to, you know, you don't need to go crazy on curb appeal, but just have it not be a negative, right? Especially when you're selling a home. Um, So just, just do something to spruce it up, new mulch, a couple new plants, um, just, just no eyesores out there, and, and you'll you'll be in the positive for that potential home buyer. I always say dark color mulch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the contrast is nice. Yeah, you don't want the red cedar. No, ma'am. With a red no brick red house, cedar. and we've got red brick <laughs> houses here, and I hate the look of red cedar on a red brick house. No. Get a nice dark Yeah, create mulch. some contrast. No, no, We have enough red out here with that clay you guys have. So Yeah, for sure. Clay and the brick, and let's, <laughs> let's keep away from the red mulch. You've got upcoming shows. That new mm-hmm. shows for yep, HGTV. So tell us about. Yeah, uh, season two is interesting. We had to split it up into two. We ran into some uh, some permit issues during COVID, so uh, we're splitting it up. And I know we're airing the additional four in spring. They might piggyback that and show the initial four and show all eight, which would be nice. But um, yeah, four new episodes coming. We're wrapping up filming as we speak. We'll probably be done the next three to four weeks, and then uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you'll see me soon. How long does it take to do a a show it takes a while it takes more than i ever anticipated um it takes about i'd say about 15 to 16 days of filming per episode um but i'm i'm in orange county i'm driving sometimes two hours one way sometimes three hours one way depending on traffic so there's a lot of drive time so it's it's a full day of filming Uh, but yeah about 16 15 per but sometimes we'll piggyback. Sometimes we'll go to two houses in a day and try to be conscious about, you know, just saving time and, and such. So Yeah, because you pro- you have, would have to have more than one job going on at a time. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, usually, uh, well, season one, like, I think at one point in time, all all six were going. Um, so we were kind of just bopping around um, season two since we had to break it up. Uh, not as much. But, yeah, we try to try to piggyback as much as we can. I'll get real deep into the subject. So how often do you change clothes during that shoot if you're going from one to the next? <laughs> oh, I, they... ne- I never change clothes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so No, see, I, when we first started the show, I only wear black T-shirts. And I, I, I told my producer, I'm like, this is, this is what's happening. You know, this, is a, this is my firm request. And it's actually going to benefit you because I could be on any day, on any set, and you don't ever have to worry about me changing clothes or anything like that. So it's actually a benefit to him. It uh, helps out with editing and such. So uh, I, I wear black T-shirts and jeans and boots, and that's it. I hardly recognized you today because you know, don't have a black T-shirt on. <laughs> I had a beanie on. I threw you off. Right? Yeah. How did you get into designing of outdoor space? Um, 
the short form of it, the short form is I uh, started digging trenches when I was 20 years old. My dad owned a company called California Pools in uh, Palm Springs, California. He was a partner over there, and I just started digging trenches and then running irrigation, started a lighting crew, got into design, and then started a few construction companies, landscape, and um, got the call for the show. And I knew I couldn't run a successful construction company and do the show, so I gifted that to my assistant and um, and just started my design firm in 2018. So what is your favorite part to design? I don't know if I have a favorite part. It's just it's about the whole thing together. The the you know, creating, you know, taking you for example and, and listening to your notes and your bullet points and what you're trying to achieve and then I place myself inside your home essentially for that design process. What would I want to do and how do I want to navigate through this landscape and have it tie into the interior home? Um it's just it's a whole for me. It's really creating these moments for my potential client. Um, for them to just enjoy and settle into. What do you think is the biggest mistakes people make in if, when they first start thinking about what to redo on the outside? Yeah. What's the big mistakes they make? The biggest mistake is they don't have a plan. I mean, it's called a plan for a reason, right? Like a lot of folks will be, they'll call me like, well, we started this. And I'm like, well, did you have a plan? Well, no, we didn't. Well, that's, yeah. so it's, I, I mean, creating a plan, hiring a landscape designer is first and foremost, create a plan, even if you, a lot of I think a lot of folks they don't have the budget to do it all at once, and then that's why they don't reach out to a landscape designer to get a plan. But that's the reason why you should, because you can create a plan that you can grow into. And so a lot of times I'll design a full plan that's maybe maybe it's a quarter million dollar plan for this homeowner. They have like eighty grand, but we can phase it out, and I can direct them and guide them on not doing things twice and being wasteful with funds. But the appropriate way to scale it out over time. And I think that's one of the biggest things. People are just afraid to kind of make that commitment to a landscape design, but it's really the best thing that you could do. Well, and I have a friend who's a landscape architect, and mm-hmm. she helped me with my houses. Yeah. And she said, well, first of all, you've got to double your budget for the first year than what you have. And I could do it. I just didn't want to spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> but she said, and then you need either a three-year or a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. How long do you plan to be here? If you don't plan to be here more than five years, then you need a three-year plan. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of did the same thing recently when we had a massive pool put in. And mm-hmm. we increased the decking by three times as much as we had originally planned because we knew yeah. We wanted the kitchen. Yep. We and we did have the the uh, outdoor plan, the landscape, mm-hmm. but we couldn't afford to do it all at one time yeah. because, like you say, quarter of a million dollars. So yeah. yeah, but now that we're got the pool in, it looks too formal to me that <laughs> plan that was drawn. Uh-huh. So how do you get not so rigid? I mean. So I'd, rather, line, I'd rather have line. a weeping willow mm-hmm. than some sort of a formal tall tree. So, so you ha- you have a plan right now. You you wanted to adjust it a little yes, bit. Yes, for yeah. sure. So then you would call me, and we would we would adjust that. And we'd we'd make it a little less formal. We'd soften lines. We'd bring in plants that could you know achieve that as well as like maybe creating some different you know forms of your hardscape and such. But yeah, that, that's an easy fix. If you if you don't want something so formal to transition into the other way, the other direction, that's not too hard at all. Okay. Yeah. If you want to call in and join the conversation, ask Mike Pyle a question. Number is 405-840-1000. That's 840-1000. Or go out to the Home and Garden Show today. That's what you really need to do because he's going to be on the stage 
the main stage is it's called some Katie. What is it's called? What now? Fresh ideas stage. The fresh it does ideas have, stage. By the way, it's got inspired closets. Kind of went and did a set for this stage, and uh, we do love their product. And they did my closet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike Pyle will be there on the stage at noon, and you can ask any question you want. Yeah. So I mean, I would go ahead of time to ask the question. So that you can be sure and get in, because after a presentation, you have this line of people, right? A little bit, yeah. So ahead of time, you'll recognize him. If you've seen him on TV at all, you'll recognize him. I think I'm the only bald tattoo guy in the building, so. There you go. (laughs) Easy easy to point out. (laughs) Did you originate from Southern California? Is that where you grew up? Yeah, I was born in Laguna Beach. Um, Born in Laguna, we bounced around. We actually lived in Cabo San Lucas for two years, like 94 to 96. Yeah. And then, uh, and then landed in, uh, and my dad got transferred and we landed in the Coachella Valley, Palm Springs area. So I went to high school out in Palm Desert, California. Ah, uh, I got to go one time to Palm Springs and play some golf there. Oh yeah. man, that's a great place. Great yeah. Great we'll be back with more with Mike Pyle on here, right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, here with Becky Ivins and our special guest, Mike Pyle of HDTV. And it's time for our word of the day. day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. You can give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, what's our word of the day? Hardscape. Hardscape. I know, Mike Pyle, that is probably not your favorite thing is hardscape because you're into the greenery. <laughs> but that what? So no, what it's, is it's hardscape? A big, it's a big part. Of, it's a big part of what I do, hardscape. Um, you know, I, I would consider hardscape anything from decking to concrete to pavers, you know, quartzite or flagstone. Um, so, no, it's a it's a huge element within what I do, and it's just a balance of having enough um, or not. You know, you want to have enough hardscape for functionality, like I mentioned before, um, but you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to have a, a, you know, a basketball court back there too much hardscape. So, there's definitely a fine line of how much to put in and not. So. You know, that our word of the day is brought to us by Robin's Roofing. Mm-hmm. Do you ever take the roof into account in your design? Of course. Like, we have mostly hip and gable roofs here, mm-hmm. and they're mostly weathered wood color. But if you had, say, a red tile mm-hmm. roof, yeah. would your design be different than if you had a regular Shingled yeah, roof. of course. Yeah, you know, the architecture of the home itself uh, reflects my design path on every project. So whether it's you know the facade or the roof, um, if you have a red tile roof, um, you mainly you know in California we're going more towards Spanish or Spanish modern um, standing metal seam roof. You're going to have a lot more modern and hard lines throughout the project. So yeah, a roof a roof has a, a big effect on on the direction that I go. The metal roof here is just a target for hailstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to Oklahoma the other day, and I noticed they just have small portions of 
small portions of uh, standing sea metal on theirs, and they were just explaining to me that the hail situation and how it's hard to get insured, but they are allowed a small percentage, so you can get a little pop of that standing sea metal, but but not too much. Yeah, because uh, they should make it dimpled, and then maybe it wouldn't be go. such a bad Might idea. Be something. Yeah, I've always said you need dimpled shingles. Here. That's it. <laughs> Mike, I'll ask you the question that I get asked all the time from people is, what trends are you seeing? What What is the up-and-coming outdoor um, yeah. styles? Yeah, I get asked that a lot as well. Um, you know, for me, it's just, it's you know, ever since COVID hit, we're just, you know, outdoor kitchens, outdoor spaces, fire pits. Um, we're moving into, you know, more saunas and cold tubs and just creating, you know, function outside. Um, you know, there's a lot of new materials coming to market, too. So it's always good to, like, look at what's trending just as we would on the interior of the home. Um, a lot of great stones are coming out of quarries nowadays, and they're just repurposing old stone. So a lot of times I mix kind of something that's really refined with, like, an old-world stone, and it kind of has that contrast and gives you that grit that you're looking forward of just having it look like it's been there for a while, not so fresh and brand new. Well, and you have to do something that's, I mean, everyone loves the look of marble and granite and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But outside, you can't polish that and stand up. I mean, you're going to slide off of it, right? Yeah, you, def- you don't want to put marble or granite on the on the floor unless it's unless it's honed or unless they have a specific finish on it. Um, and even for countertops, it's hard to kind of keep those if they're not in a covered area to keep those up and looking nice. Um so usually you want to go with a porcelain on next year if you want to have like a slab look within your outdoor kitchen. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. actually. Yeah. So uh, pools and spas mm-hmm. and saunas. And then you used a term cold tub. Yeah. I, I, I think that is a term I've never used. Okay. Well, you got you to so try one. Please so, yeah. define. Yeah. Define yeah, so, cold tub for me. So I have a morning routine where I, I get in my sauna and then I get in my cold tub and the cold tub's at, it's set at 39 degrees. So it's just a, it has a cooler on it. So it's always set and ready. I used to do ice baths, but I'd spend like 80 or a hundred dollars every time collecting ice to get this ice <laughs> bath cool. It made no sense. So yeah, uh, cold tubs are, it's good for, it's good for anxiety. It's good for inflammation. It's good for, it's good for your mind. There's so many great benefits to cold tubs in general and you get out i mean it is not fun at all i'm not gonna lie i'm not trying to like act like i'm all tough and they're it's an easy thing to do <laughs> i have videos on my social media of me just like almost crying in that thing so uh, it's a little cold at first but once you sit in there for four or five minutes you get out and it's it's euphoric it's awesome it's, it's oh so good gosh. for your body you have to sit in that cold tub for four or five minutes yes ma'am i'm thinking the polar plunge yeah, and, and then get out <laughs> get yeah, out yeah. so uh we'll, we'll have to talk about that and where you would get that because we have uh an anytime fitness mm-hmm. that my son operates okay uh and we've got a new building going in at 122nd and council yeah. a brand new gym it'll open in about what eight weeks or so mm. and uh he's got a a room built for a cryo room yeah. or a this something would go like, right in there very well yeah. So now where would you go get something like that? Like we've got like Bullfrogs or somewhere? Well, Bullfrog, that's a spa company. I'm affiliated with them as well. It's a great, you know, above ground spa. They've really re-engineered that and made a really good product. But the cold tubs is going to be through, you know, there's tons. You can just Google cold tub. There's tons of people. I have a cold tub from Rest and Recovery is the company that, that made mine. Um, mine's actually inflatable. So I can, so I, I spend the summers in Idaho, so I can deflate it, take it to Idaho, and I'm doing cold tubs out there as well, which is nice. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. So Idaho's a beautiful, oh, beautiful yeah. country, right? Yeah, yeah so. we're in southern Idaho. It's quite, quite nice out there. 
So we, we get asked often about hot tubs. Mm-hmm. It's more common than cold tubs as far as we're yeah, right here, here and there. And Becky, do they add value to a home? That's always, we always get like. I have never known a hot tub to add a value to a home if it's a portable hot tub. Yeah. Because the. I mean, uh, they make some prettier ones now. They're, they've come a long way. I mean, like like I said, Bullfrog has a great product. I mean, not only does it look, it's a, so my reason why I never really specced in hot tubs in previous years was they just weren't that aesthetically pleasing. So Bullfrogs nailed it. They do a great job on it. What I do a lot of times is I drop the spa. I, I'll build a vault, so I'll drop it because the the hot tub's thirty six inches above ground. Right. Think about it. There's no rail. You're stepping up, stepping in. You have a cocktail or two. There could be a problem, you know, getting in and out of that thing. Are you saying there's a relationship between the hot tub and the cocktail? I mean, that's why, okay. that's why you got a hot tub, right? <laughs> so, um, but, so I'll drop them in ground, maybe 18 inches. So now you can put your tush on the side, throw your legs over, and it's a lot safer to get in and out. And then you could wrap it around with a bench, you know, either wood or stone or whatever it may be. So now it, it's a part of your landscape. And it's not just a plop in the spa on a, a deck and having it get weathered over the years. And the old plastic cover that's all tattered and worn that's yeah that's not a good look no man yes we we have a little happy dance when someone says they're taking a hot tub with them when it looks like that (laughs) yeah definitely yeah definitely with with that are you also seeing like things like pergolas were really really big for a long time do they remain so or is it they do trending different direction yeah i do a lot of pergolas i probably do a pergola on nine nine out of ten homes that i design um a lot of times what the direction is now is they're doing doing them out of a high-quality aluminum. So not the Aluma wood that we're used to, which has like the wood texture to it, but a, a smooth powder-coated aluminum. So it's a little bit more of a modern look. And a lot of times people are getting away from the four posts and they're doing cantilevers. So there'll be two posts and it'll go up and over. And it could have an extension of 12 to even 15 feet sometimes, depending on the manufacturer. So you're creating these covered spaces and you're not having posts everywhere that you're running into or having to work around when you position your furniture and such i don't know that sounds like a like a wind sale to me <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big thing that we have to always think through here in oklahoma is wind yeah like how and what what do you mm-hmm. do to help block off wind from an outdoor space yeah so that you know again these pergolas these ones i'm speaking of um they are wind rated and snow rated so it's all within the engineering of it. So you're not going to put something up and then it's going to blow away in a storm. It's it's all engineered to the specifics within your area. Um, so it's just it's something that is really uh, you know it's come a long way. It would look a lot cooler with the two legs than yeah. than the four posts yeah. do. No, definitely. Yeah, for sure. The uh, I think well, first of all, I want to invite everyone to come out at noon at the Home and Garden Show at the Bennett Building at the fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see Mike Pyle. Mike, what are you going to talk about? So we're talking curb appeal. We're talking, you know, how to bring value to the front of your home, whether you're coming home from a long day's work and you just want to have that moment of joy right when you see your home or whether you're putting your home on the market. Um, And then you guys, they're going to ask me any question they want about my life, about filming, um, about my landscape design firm. So whatever's on someone's mind, I'm I'm happy to to answer. And if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to give it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to join the conversation right here today, you can call in at 405-840-1000. And we'll be back with more with Mike Pyle right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.
Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, and it is time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, and on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and in Yukon on Route 66. Becky, what's our smoking hot deal? I know I knew you would throw that to me because we here's the here's the thing. We have had uh last weekend we had four houses that went under contract with multiple offers, four offers minimum on each house. So people are thinking the market has cooled down. Well, the weather outside's cooled down, but our market has not cooled yeah. down. We still have a lack of supply. So if you want to sell your house, you need to call us because we have sold everything. We don't have anything else to sell. <laughs> so call us. Uh, but here's the thing. If you're buying, you need to call us because as we start listing property, it usually takes a week or three weeks to get a property on the market. Mm-hmm. Not because of us, because we can do it in a day, but people need to get ready for it or they want to wait until the big birthday party's over so, something like that yeah. so uh but we know what's coming up on the market and that's why you would be really it'd be advantageous for you to give us a call and tell us what you're looking for we'll find it for you that's it and the office number is 722-3232 yeah we'll get you a personalized smoking hot deal <laughs> that, so. that's it all right so Mike, it's our. We're here with Mike Pyle from HDTV and Mike Pyle Designs, and uh, we're kind of here on the the last last little segment here, and so let's talk about budget. On how does someone budget? That was a fun one. Kind of yeah. match. I mean, because they should kind of match the home. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was a percentage. I wish there was just a number that I could throw at you, but it just varies between every single home um, and the client's needs. My my biggest rule is to not over design, right? So um, I never want to take away from the architecture of the home when we're talking plants, et cetera. But um, when it comes to like the outdoor spaces, it's, it's really what the homeowner's looking for, creating that functionality, creating that purpose and those moments out there. Um, but just try not to, try not to, I always try to be conscious of, of budget. I don't, I don't want to break the bank. You don't want to like walk into a home and then walk outside and be like, wow, the outside is a lot nicer than the inside of this house or the house in general. So that, that's what we're trying not to do. Yeah, be congruent inside and out. So that's awesome. Uh, You know, you told me on break about a code that someone can put in uh, to get half off their tickets. Yep. If they use code just Mike at, uh, I think the website is Oklahoma. Oklahoma City Home Show.com. And we all know how to spell Oklahoma around here. (laughs) So it's Oklahoma City homeshow.com and when it asks you for a promo code put mike i think the tickets are like 13 dollars, so you can get 650 yeah so that'd be awesome uh and the show starts at 10 o'clock today by the way so how many vendors do you think are out there i think there's about 300 out there yeah there's, there's quite a few ranging and i mean all walks it's, it's pretty cool they got spas they got Landscape designers, they got trinkets, they got they got everything out there. And they they often have a little wine booth out there they too. Do. They so, do. They have yeah. wine ta- they have a whole wine tasting area. I didn't experience that yet. I might today might today after I'm off the clock, but I, I did not experience that yet. You know, back fun. in my social work days, I say my previous life when I was a social worker was uh 
the Oklahoma Department of Human Services, which was called the Welfare Department back then, uh, decided to train people to make wine, mm. to grow grapes in southeast Oklahoma. Turns out we have a lot of grape farming wow. in southeast Oklahoma. The, the climate's real good for that, evidently. Uh, so, yeah, we've got some locally made wines that are cool. going to be out there. So, Hopefully they put that right next to the hot tubs. Like that would be, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, so today you'll be out there till eight o'clock, and then tomorrow I think you're out there like what one to five or, yeah, maybe eleven to five, noon to five. So <laughs> look it up, Oklahoma City Home dot com. It's yeah. going to give you everything you need. And tomorrow's Teacher Day, so if you bring your ID, teachers get in for free on Sunday. Oh, so bring that ID with yep. you because oh, it's yeah. half price at the because you can buy your tickets right there, at the at the door. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yep. So I love the Oklahoma City Home Show. Uh, you, I met the guy at the Oklahoma City Go uh, Home Show that I have purchased over a hundred appliances from since I met him there. That's awesome. Uh, because people need appliances. People need landscaping. There's going to be local landscapers out there, right? Yeah. No, I met I met three or four yesterday. Um, really, it, it, I love just I just walk up to them and just kind of pretend like I'm a regular consumer. And then they they find out that I'm in the industry eventually. But it's always fun just to see what they're implementing, what they're doing out here, how it's different from California. I just it, I love to to just learn this trade. Um, you know throughout the country and fencing they've got a lot of fencing at the mm-hmm. home show yep and fencing's a big part of your yeah. job right because yeah. i mean and privacy fencing is still a big deal here but you're seeing a lot more wrought iron fence and i think it holds up not just because it's wrought iron with powder coat but it also lets the wind through <laughs> yeah there's a lot of aluminum aluminum fencing coming to market too that's a good trend that's coming in because it's you know, it's not going to rust out like, you know, wrought iron will eventually, you know, that powder coat will only last for so long and then right. you start to see some effects of that. But uh, yeah, aluminum is a new hot ticket in fencing for sure. How about furniture for, and I keep bringing up our wind, but it's a, it's a deal here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is not unusual for us to have 50 mile an hour oh, gusting winds. Yeah. And I mean, at least a few times a year, we have 80 mile an hour winds yeah. gusting. So our furniture had to be very heavy yeah. that was on our patio or it would end up in the bottom of our pool, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So what kind of furniture trends are you seeing for outside? There's a lot of uh, – and I think there's a, a group there with a, a composite furniture, um, a line of furniture. So they're using composite materials. Um, a lot of folks are using recycled number two plastic and really just you know making furniture out of what we already have. So um, I think composite is a is a – really good direction of outdoor furniture just because we're recycling and we're repurposing well and besides that it's kind of like that deck that they made yep. out of like plastic exactly. bottles right yep. and it holds up well to our furniture yeah uh, it it doesn't like swell and freeze uh and easy to hose off oh yeah so low maintenance yeah so yeah. that's that's a great thing that was kind of my question is the big trends in the decking because you yeah. know i mean that I remember I built a deck years ago, uh, grew up here, but then lived in North Carolina for several okay. years and moved back. And, you know, there was, you put, I put a decking out there, but just swelled up. So how, how do you keep yeah. a deck in good shape? 
I mean, you, you got to be real uh, meticulous with your materials that you choose. If you choose composite materials, you know, composite materials, they will, they swell, they expand, and, you know, they, they have some movement as well. So that's why you have, you have gaps between them typically, so that allows them to do so and have the room. But, um, you know, I try to stay away from, you know, cedar decks are okay if, 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 if that's kind of the look you're going for. But Epe is a nice Brazilian hardwood that is bulletproof. You can install it, just let it patina out, and it'll silver out um, really nicely, and you really have to do nothing with it. But, um, yeah, choosing the right material for your area is, is definitely important. Are there any, like, laws about the fencing that goes around decks or anything, city codes and stuff? If you're, a, you if you're at a higher elevation, yeah, depending on your city and your codes, you'll, you'll need railing and, and such just for safety. If you're, usually it's above, you know, three, three treads or three stairs. Um, you'll, you'll start to need railing and such just for safety if someone were to fall. Yeah. Our high yeah. elevation here is like our overpasses. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one of the, I mean, we talked with Dean Riddell about difference FHA conventional loan. FHA will require a railing around well, most often. And many times conventional does now too. Yeah. Because nobody wants uh well, nobody wants an accident, but safety's a the safety. number one thing. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So Yeah, with that. Okay. So are with, with those like pool structures going into fire pit structures, like how much space is do you really have to have a huge yard to have those or what's kind of the minimum that someone could have and still do that? You know, you know, another trend, and this is to go along with your question is, is spools or a small pool, like something that you can, you know, maybe like a 10 by eight or an eight by 12 or something a lot smaller. Like I said before, everything's scalable. So if you have a smaller space in your backyard, you don't want to fill it all with a pool. You need functionality again. So, um, and that way, you know, you can heat it up pretty quickly, even an eight by 10, it can heat up in 45 minutes with the technology today. So, um, no, no spaces. I put spas and pools into really small spaces and made it work for sure. You know, it's amazing. We have a a Florida house Mm -hmm. that has a six and a half by 13 foot pool in the front yard, which they do a lot in Florida. Uh, but it's amazing how you can get like seven grandkids in there bouncing up and down and having a great time in such a small area. But a pool is a lot for looking at, too. Yep. And the LED lighting and stuff that they have yeah. nowadays. Yep. If what I mean, what are the new lighting trends? I mean, yeah, LED, they, they get pretty fancy with all the colors and such. Um, I'm pretty simple. I just like to, you know, keep it. Keep it mellow, but uh, but there's definitely so many options out there in the technology and how you, you're controlling everything from your phone. So it's pretty neat the direction they're going. Yeah. That's wonderful. Our guest has been Mike Pyle from HGTV's Inside Out. He'll be there today at Oklahoma City Home and Garden Show at noon on the Fresh Ideas stage. So go out and visit. Use the code Mike. Get half off. Yeah. So, and I, I'll tell you what, noon today, go out there and hear him at the Bennett Building, Oklahoma City Fairgrounds. Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.